Chantel Newbury was a pioneer, the first Australian diver to win a world championship medal, our first female diver to win Olympic gold, and one half of our first husband and wife combination to win medals at the same games. But despite flying so high and so gracefully at the Olympics, the years since have been a series of progressive lows, from a stint in a psychiatric clinic to the collapse of her marriage, and finally, two drug-related court appearances that have seen her flirt with a jail sentence. Yet amazingly, things appear to be once again on the up. So how did this young mother conquer her fears to claim the ultimate prize? And what was the desperate pact she made as a teenager that has since come back to haunt her? Welcome to Off The Record. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Simple question to start with, how are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm really well. Um, you know, obviously last year was a, a big year and not a, not a fantastic year, but um, yeah, bouncing back really well and um, feeling pretty good. It was tough 2014 and you pleaded guilty to possession of dangerous drugs. Police found meth in your home. How hard was that for you to get through those stages and, and to move to where you are now? Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty hard because there was a lot going on behind the scenes that I couldn't talk about. I don't know, I wasn't in a good place and, and then I become in a place where I'm not making good decisions for myself and I don't know, life is falling apart a little bit and then all of a sudden it's on the news and, and you have to face it in front of everyone and, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy time and I always felt like I was, you know, cleaning up a mess rather than moving forward and making sure that I'm still looking after myself and, and the kids and and my environment and I'm lucky that I've got some good people around me that, you know, make sure I'm doing okay. Was it easy to come here today and have a chat? It was, it was. Um, more so because it's about diving and, and about Olympics and, and you know, I, it's a big chunk of my life and I've, I've got really good memories of, of the Olympics and diving. And you're so good at it. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? You made a bit of a deal with God when you were young, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I only just remember that recently in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, if I could, I would give up everything that I had if I was going to win an Olympic medal or Olympic gold medal. And did you mean it, do you think? Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't, I, well, at the time I did, yeah. Gee, it's a big call. But it's, it's such a prophetic thing to do because you actually lived it out and did it. That's what's so interesting for us. Yeah, I... But as I said, I didn't remember it until about a year or two ago and, and it was things when, when things were going wrong and I was starting to lose a few things and I thought, oh, hang on, I remember I said I would give that up and, you know, and start passing them off if I, if I did win the Olympics. Is this what's happening? Can you tell us a little bit about what you think you might have lost with that uh, deal? I guess, um, I don't know, well, things just started turning, you know, they were just going downhill pretty fast, I think, and, um, you know, my marriage ended and, you know, my parents had passed away and, I, I don't know, I just felt like I was... Everything was sort of disappearing and, and in my head I thought, oh, maybe this is... Oh, maybe this is the deal that I, that I made. You know, I said that if I win this Olympic gold medal when I was this high, you know, they can take everything because I don't need anything anymore, but you do need the people around you, but... Um, I don't know, but the medal, you still want the medal as well. 
Let's talk a bit about how it all began and, and talk to you about your mum, Christine. Tell, tell us about those early days and, and what mum did for you. Yeah, well, mum, mum introduced me to diving. She wanted me to be a diver and it was just after seeing, I think it was the Perth World Championships in, in back in um, early 90s and I already did gymnastics or tumbling and thought, well, if I can flip here, I can flip there and, and just give it a go. And, and I did and I, and I loved it. At the age of 16, you're representing Australia in both sports, tumbling and diving. Why did diving win out? It, was, it basically came down to the Olympics in the end. Um, for tumbling, they didn't have the Olympics um, to go to and it, diving did. And I just wanted to, wanted to do that. I wanted to give it a go and I wanted to be there and be a part of what we were watching on TV. Once I'd set my mind on diving, there was, that was it. I just wanted to go to the Olympics. Chantal, you talked about wanting to be an Olympic champion. You know, can you talk us through that a little bit? I mean, can you explain to us why? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I was five, I think, when I first saw the Olympics. And I remember mum and dad just getting so excited, like jumping out of their seat when, you know, a swimmer would win a gold medal. And I don't know if it was just, I want to, I want to do that so my mum does that for me. I just knew that I wanted to go to that Olympics or every Olympics or... And it's amazing, but but after going to three, it's it's just a different world. It's and every day is a fantastic day, even if it's a bad day. It's a good dream to have, eh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Were you a nervous competitor? Yes. Yeah, I yeah I was very nervous all the time. But if I wasn't nervous, that's when I would I would muck up my whole competition. Did you overcome it? No, I. No, because I, I just really do think that, that when I'm more nervous, that's when the, the better dives came out. So there's so much turbulence going on. You're physically ill almost, is that yep. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was dry reaching in between dives. Um, I wasn't sick, but I felt that I can't control these nerves. And, and, but it, it felt great at, at the same time. Like it was, a, it was an adrenaline rush that, you know, I'm never going to experience anywhere else. There was one dive, one dive that you've said drove me insane. I, I never really beat it, I tried everything. It was anything inward, on the springboard, the platform, anywhere I did it, I just stopped and balked and didn't, couldn't go. And I'm not sure why, because that was my best dive. It was my strong dive, it was my finishing dive. It was the, it was the one that you just put there to finish on because it was a good one. And. And all of a sudden I just couldn't get off the board and it felt stupid. And the more stupid it felt, the more it became a problem. So diving traditionally was dominated by the Chinese, the Russians and the Americans. But at the World Championships in 1998, you win a medal, bronze. That really changed the game for Australia, didn't it? I think so. I did for me as well. Um, just because I, don't, I wasn't expecting to get a medal. It was crazy. And I remember finishing and I was third and I didn't understand that. And then I realised... Well, I got told afterwards that, that no other Australian has meddled in diving before and then it, I don't know, and then it was just a different when we went home. It was, oh, she can do it. Oh, I could beat her, you know. And then everyone sort of just believed in themselves because they could do it too because, well, they could. You go on to win gold and silver at the Commonwealth Games of Kuala Lumpur and narrowly miss a medal in Sydney. And the bronze medalist from the last World Championships, Australian Chantelle Michelle. Oh, full twisting, two and a half somersault. It was the grand plan falling into place. 
Yeah, I loved Sydney. It was just a really good energy. And I got personal best at Sydney, but I didn't get a medal. And that was really, I was really torn by how I could feel about that because going into those Olympics, I was top three in the world and, and thought that if I got a personal best, if I dived my best, I should be in the top three. And I was fourth and seventh and I was just disappointed. I just, I don't know, it cut me up. I don't know, I just walked away from those Olympics feeling really up and down at the same time. But mm. I had a great time at the Olympics. At this stage, you're dating fellow diver Robert Newbury. And then life changes a lot because Jet comes along in, I think, January 2002. Yeah, yeah, he came along in January and he was meant to come in April, so he was a bit early, but... He was in yeah. a hurry. Yeah, he was in a hurry. <laughs> so, was that all planned? I mean, was that part of the...? Yeah, it was and it wasn't. But Robert and I were talking about babies and he just thought I was just having one of my moments. And, um, but then I did fall pregnant and that was it. That was what consumed me from then on and, yeah. I was really excited about it. Robert was excited about it and, you know, we're pretty excited to have Jet. Athens, it's, it's out there, it's a, not that far away, so when was it an easy decision to make to come back or not? Yeah, I think I had Jet home a week. <laughs> so I said to my coach at the time, I want to come back. And he said, go home, enjoy your baby, we'll talk later, thinking that I'll never come back. But I was knocking on the door pretty quickly. So how long out from Athens did you commit? Um, I, well, I went back, I think it was in April 2002, but I had a lot of weight to lose. I had, you know, 25 kilos, I think, to lose and, you know... Is that, how hard is that? Yeah, I cried a lot. <laughs> I couldn't fit into bathers and I didn't want to... You know, I, it was... Everything hurt and, you know, I was so tired from all the night feeds and nappies and, and I thought, no, it's too hard, but... Then you get on a roll and, you know, you just sort of keep going and it becomes second nature. But I think it was really good for me as an athlete to have the baby because he, he balanced me a little bit. Before I was a diver all the time and I was in my head about diving 24-7 and, and this made me stop and say, no, you're a mum now. And it's good to forget, I think. You shouldn't be obsessed the whole time. You married Robert in May 2004, just before the Olympics. Was the timing specific to be a married couple before Athens? <laughs> yes, yeah. We were going to get married in October after 2004. And then as soon as I made the team in sort of April, the start of May, and it became official, I said to Robert, oh, OK, well, we have to do it now because I've done Sydney Olympics as Chantelle Michelle and I'll do... Athens is Chantelle Newbury and, and, and I said, and if, and if I get this medal, if I get it, then I'll, and I, I don't want to change my name straight afterwards, why not want to be that name when I win it and then that's who I am? And Robert just went, I, th I think it's all right, you know, to wait till October. I said, no, no, it has to be now, it has to be now. I was, okay, all right. So then we were eloping and then so we were at training one morning and just said to a couple of the divers and and everything. Oh, we're going to get married this afternoon, not telling too many people. And so we did. Let's talk about Athens. I mean, when you, before you left, what were your expectations? I wanted that medal. I had to have that medal. And, and I'd been obsessing about it since I didn't get the medal in Sydney. 
and I had to have that medal and there was just no two ways. I, I, if I was coming home without a medal, I don't know what was going to happen. Well, you get it, so that's good. <laughs> so we get to the final. You've described yourself as an overthinker. How did that affect you in Athens? My mind was just racing and it does normally in competition, but I just remember that day it was just going so fast and the thoughts, I couldn't catch them and I couldn't slow them down and they were coming out and I'd be thinking, no, that's not the right thing to do and I'd be reining it in and then trying to think positively about this and that and thinking about the coach and and I was just, I was doing my own head in and I felt like I was watching myself from the outside going, Chantelle, you are going to lose this in a second. Pull yourself together and get it right because this is, this is going. I was thinking about... Oh, if I won this, you know, I was going to get the business class flight home and, and then I'd be on a stamp and, I, and I'm going, Chantelle, you, you're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin it. You've won it before you've competed it and that's when you're going to lose it. So, you know, I think I'd won the competition and lost the competition all before I'd done my third dive. Do you want to have a look and talk us through the concluding stages of the, the gold medal performance in it? I remember it happening really fast and I think you go into automatic pilot at that point and you're just doing what you know best. Um, but I remember thinking this is the dive that, that I struggled over and if something's going to happen, please not let it be now. Inward three and a half tuck, 3.2 degree of difficulty. She could do something amazing here. done something very, very good. It wasn't a great dive, but I'm happy with that. <laughs> I don't know, it's bringing up mixed feelings at the moment. I've got goosebumps. Keep telling us about how it unfolds. Chantelle Newbury, the Australian, the 27-year-old, presently in the gold medal position. So at this point, I know that I'm in the lead at the fourth round, and I'm getting pretty scared because this is my hardest dive and the scariest dive that I do. So. Um, I'm just hoping that I land on my head and that everything's okay and that my coach says it's okay. It was her worst dive in the prelims. This is the moment. And a pretty good moment too. 70.29, 50157, six and a half, seven and a halfs. There's the gold medal of certainty now. What's the feeling when you come up for the last one? Um, that's when all the, most of the crazy thoughts happened, but yeah, it's, I was pretty excited at that point. She is currently in the gold medal position. Come on, Australia. Get on the edge of your chair, ride this one with her. Her two-year-old son is watching at home. What a performance! That might be a golden moment, a little bit of history. Look at the entry. She's done everything right. Could be the first individual woman Olympic medal here and it could be gold. It was, I don't know, it's, it's a bit surreal. I remember thinking it's not, it's not real, it's not real. Just recently married. She used to be Chantelle Michelle, whatever you call her, she is now the Olympic champion. I still feel that, did I win the Olympics, is, it, is that right? It's actually funny you say that, that 
did I really win? Because when you got to the presentation, oh yeah, it was it, suddenly you thought, well, hang on a sec, maybe it wasn't it wasn't me. The gold medal and Olympic champion representing Australia, and I'm ready to get up there. Ludi Torki. And then they said Ludi's name again, and I was, oh, and half of me was going. Did she get third and first? What happened? Is she, do I swap with her? My apologies, it was Chantal Newbury. What's it like? I mean, I will never experience it. What's it like standing there, having it around your neck? I just couldn't believe that I've, I've walked out of this place, the Olympic gold medalist. It was, and I still can't, I still can't, you know, imagine, you know, that I've, that I've actually done that. I don't know, it was great. It was great having Robert there, you know. He won a couple of bronzes and, you know, I won a bronze medal as well. And the whole, that whole Games was amazing. Yeah, four medals between the two of you. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, yeah, we, we had a, it was good. <laughs> I have read, Chantelle, where you said I did everything I could do going into Sydney and I didn't get a medal. Yeah. And I did everything I could do going into Athens and the difference was motherhood. But I feel like it, it was in some way. I don't know, the difference was motherhood and I'm not saying athletes should go out and have a baby and then they'll, that's what they'll become. I'm not saying that at all. I think it was just, it balanced me in some way. It was good. Do you know how many mothers have won an Olympic gold medal for Australia? Mm. Not many. There's only three of you. So you're in rare air. Yeah. So Nova Paris and Shirley Strickland and yourself. So it's, it's an amazing thing to do. I mean, it doesn't happen every day. No, I, I think just because you're a mum, it doesn't mean you can't be an athlete or you can't be whatever you want to be. It's, it's just a matter of finding how you balance it. Well, you did it pretty well, that's for sure. <laughs> Two years after Athens, you welcome another Sun Rider, but that was a very difficult time for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I spent four months in bed in and out of hospital and it seemed to be every time I, I was active, I'd have these contractions that could have led to, you know, real labour. At 20 weeks, we thought, oh, hang on a minute, that's a bit early. That's, you know, he's not going to survive if, if, we, if we go into labour now. So we had to keep him in there and then the doctors told me that, that the best shot at doing that is to stay still and lay down. It was horrible and I... I, I was getting depressed and just looking at the TV and not being able to... And Robert was off studying and I wasn't working at that stage, so there was no-one around and, um, you know, Jed had just started school, so he wasn't even home and it was, yeah, it wasn't very nice. So after a troubled pregnancy, with two little boys, you go on to make another Australian Olympic team, this time Beijing. It's about a year out from the 2008 Olympics and we decide to go back, or I decide to go back and I put Robert's name down too and, and he says, OK, well, if you're going back, I might as well. And I'd, I'd put on the weight again and I shouldn't have gone. I got up to a standard that was OK, but I didn't feel like I had my fairy tale ending of, of you know, something great happening at the end. It did sort of happen quickly, though, the problems after the, after the Olympics. Early 2009, you are struggling a lot. I think I, um, a lot of athletes struggle after the Olympics. It's, it's you know, you, you're working your whole life towards a goal and then whether you achieve that goal or you don't achieve that goal, um, it comes to an end. And I think it's a big change in your life and 
I think we all struggle with it. There's not too many athletes I can I can look at and say, oh, they really sailed through it and, and aren't feeling any, any different. It's a big change. Nothing really matches it for me yet. And the, there's a lot of things I love doing, but there's not, a, not one thing that I absolutely am obsessed about and love and so passionate about. One of the great things about where we live in this day and age, we, we talk about things that we never used to talk about. People having depression and struggling with mental health. It's just nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, people never used to talk about it in the old days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's, there's a big stigma about depression and, and people look at you and if you say you've got depression or, or someone like me who has gone to the Olympics and have, a, you know, a string of amazing, amazing experiences and, and events and, and really good things that have happened to me and I've got good people around me and I've got a good, had a good job and I've, there's a lot of good things that have happened and then they go, well, why are you depressed? You've got nothing to be depressed about. Have you learnt to deal with it? Um, yeah, I've learnt a lot about myself and, and how to get through, you know, some difficult times. But, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's always a challenge in, in some ways. But I'm generally a happy person. I'm not, I'm not a sad person. I've just had things that I haven't dealt with, I guess. But I'm OK. <laughs> what, what are you feeling about the next few years? I feel positive about the future. I'm, um, you know, I've had a had a crappy year, and but I've survived it. I feel like I can just sort of take a step back and not be so busy and in my head and obsessional about everything. I can just, I don't know, just be a mum at the moment, and I'm enjoying that. It's a pretty big job being a mum. Oh yeah, but it's the best job. It's there the best job. Yeah. Once a diver, always a diver, or...? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the best sport. You still love it? Yeah, I still love it. Absolutely. It's a beautiful sport. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having yeah. me. Life's full of challenges, isn't it, for all of us? Absolutely. And we learn. Yep, we do. Good to see you. You too. Thank you.